I am now delighted to be joined by Chatterbox, Peter Saiwani. How are you, Peter? Hi, Andrew. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And it's been a very strange year, 2020, with the, with the virus. What's it been like for, for you in Sweden? It's been very difficult. It's been restrictions in Sweden, and uh, it's definitely uh, affected uh, the Swedish darts. There's no, no darts at all, almost, like, uh, the leagues and everything has been cancelled and like it's the same situation for like the rest of the countries in Europe who's, who's playing darts. And looking back, when did you first start playing darts? Oh, I played, I started to play darts in the 1990. They were putting up the dart boards in school and uh, they started a dart club in uh, a town called Nortelje where I was growing up. It's about the our drive from Stockholm and uh, we started to play and um, we had the it was very popular we had a lot of youth from school as participating in, in darts and um, and I, I start to uh, had great good talents quite quickly so I started competing in Stockholm on the youth tour and ranking and from there I started to play in the men's singles and I took it from there. And what's the, the scene like in Sweden in terms of darts? Is it focused on steel tip or, or soft tip? Steel tip. It's not so so much soft tip here. I, I think we have it only in Helsingborg, mm. Malmö, Helsingborg, Malmö. Uh, so it, it's steel tip definitely. Mm. Like 95, 95% is steel tip in Sweden. One of the, the first time people saw you on a, on a public stage was the 2014 PDC World Cup when you partnered Magnus Karras. Was he someone you looked up to when you were younger and getting into darts? Most definitely. He, he was my uh, hero when I was, I wanted to play and be just like him. He was playing, he was uh, Swedish number one and I think during my dart career he always was the, the number one and he had played Lakeside and made a lot of history in darts and uh, so uh, I, when I moved up to Stockholm and started to play the Super League I uh, wanted to play in the same uh, club as Magnus was playing and I uh, also played in the same club as him and together as with him in the Super League in Sweden. So he was definitely a big icon for me. So what was it like when you got to, to play alongside him in a big TV tournament? Well, it was a big dream come true because um, we, we had a, a paper, in, a dark paper in Sweden that I was in once and they asked me, like, what's your dream in darts? And that was to one day play man pair with Magnus. And that came true here in Sweden, but I... When, I, when the question was asked to me, I could never dream out about to play with him in, a, in a, this huge World Cup of Dots PDC event. So it was a very, very special moment for me in my dot career. You know, what was it like representing Sweden as well? Because I know you, you went on to, to play for Sweden in a WDF World Cup as well. Yeah, it was actually how everything started because... Uh, I played so many years and I was thinking like maybe I should give it a go. My goal was to 
to get to the Swedish national team and uh, just for once to, to give it all and see, go all in and see will, will I be that good that I will be able to take place in the Swedish national team. And I started to practice and that was my goal and uh, I succeeded. I represent Sweden in Nordic Cup when my premiere to, to play in Sweden snatching the team in Nordic Cup. We actually won Nordic Cup and took brought the gold home to Sweden and Sweden haven't won the gold for 20 years. And then I was allowed to represent Sweden in the European Championship in the World Championship as well. And during that time I start to aim on to qualify myself to I had three goals and I had to, to to qualify to World Cup of Darts, Lakeside and World Trophy. And Lakeside and World Trophy, I tried, uh, they had this Baltic Scandinavian regional ranking. So I wanted to try it from, to go uh, play that tour. And uh, I really hoped that I would succeed to play one of those three. And I actually ended up playing the World Cup of Darts with Magnus and then Lakeside and World Trophy. And, Lakeside again, so I really was more success than I could hope for. Hmm. I mean, also 2014, you obviously played in the World Cup, but you also won your first BDO ranking event when you won the, the Toro Molinos Open. What are your memories of that that event and that win? It was a great time, of course, but uh, I played uh, when, when I was going to Toro Molinos, I was so happy because I was going to play Mampere with Alan Norris, and he was uh, runner-up from uh, Lakeside mm. that the year before that, when uh, he, he lost the final to Stephen Bunting. So it was a great honor to play men pair with, uh, with the Lakeside runner-up. And I knew Alan and many years back, he lived in Sweden, so I was very, very excited to come there and get experience, more experience and play with Ireland and I had no, could never dream of that I would win the, the men single and we actually won the men pairs as well so it was a happy day <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously you were able to make your Lakeside debut January 2015 what were the nerves like when you came out for, for your game with Sam Head well uh, when I was playing Sam Head I had no nerves at all because I always get my nerves before the event, so the 10 days before the event was really hard for me. I was very nervous, and I, when I, I was nervous and I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to be so nervous when I'm playing, or maybe I will miss the dartboard, or what if I hit the corner, or oh, everybody going to see that when they're send, sending it on telly, and you know many thoughts like that but uh, when I was there in the venue and I was ready to, and I was preparing for for my game and in the practice room and everything just felt I felt very prepared and very excited and I just wanted to go up there and, and, and play so I didn't have any nerves during the game actually hmm. and I had a, a great start I thought also I, my, my my match was the first match out also absolutely first match in, in that championship so I thought that was a relief also because um, then I you see when everything's starting and 
and you watch the players play, maybe you would be a little bit nervous, like, okay, I'm soon gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go up there and play. So, so I thought it was good for me to just be the first man up. Well, you, you won that one 3 0, and then the next round, you were playing the number one seed, James Wilson. I mean, what were your expectations going into that one, knowing how dominant he'd been in the, the BDO the year before, and obviously he was number one seed and, and one of the favourites of the tournament? Yeah, I thought, when, when I was going up there, I thought um, I, I have a good chance. I mean, the European Championship, uh, my friend Dennis Nilsson, who's having a great success in Dark and PDC, he won uh, a BDO tournament after in Romania there. So I was thinking a little bit that Dennis showed me the way. If he can win, so can I. And then when I went up on the stage, he was playing phenomenal in the first set. I think he averaged about 110. I remember I left uh, a double after 12 darts, and he broke, broke my soul with an 11 darter. And I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm playing the best I can deliver. I, I left... Uh, a double after 12 dots, that's good dots, Pete. Just, just try to keep up with scoring and you will have a shot at the double. And just, if he lets you in, so just, just takes your chances, you have nothing to lose. That first set he played exceptional. I remember listening to the commentary at the time and they seemed to think that he was going to sort of whitewash you quite quickly the way he was playing in the first set. But second set, he started to miss the doubles and you started to to come back into it. What were, what were the emotions like for you when you saw he was missing and then you went ahead? I was I was just thinking like, oh, good, nice, I have a leg, I'm just, just washed out totally. <laughs> and I was very pleased to have a set. And uh, th that was my thought. I was like, oh, good, I hit the doubles, I, I have a leg. Uh, because if I would hear what the commentators were said, like, I remember I, when I watched the game, I heard them, as you said, this. I think they said something like, wow, this is gonna, looks like it's going to be the fastest knockout in the history of Lake Island. I don't think I would come back from that if, if I would hear anything like that when I was playing. But when I uh, when I took the second set, the game was even, and um, well, I don't know what happened. I just took a leg off the leg, and suddenly I had top for the match, and it was all over. I know when you, you hit that top to, to win, you turned around and shook hands with him and then you sort of just dropped to your knees on stage and seemed overcome by the, the emotions. What, what were you thinking when you realised you'd won and you know it was the first time the top seed had lost in the, the first round since 2000? I was thinking like, uh, holy shit, I'm not dreaming. Hopefully I don't pass out there now. And everything was just spinning, so I... I needed that moment. It was come so. I think every emotion come just after I hit that double for the match. So everything come just like everything at the same time. So it was very emotional. So that's the only thing I can remember from that moment. Like I, I think I said that also in the interview that I. I mean, for me it was like um, when I was growing up and I was practicing practicing darts, we were watching darts uh, and practicing darts in the living room we, back in the day when you have, you know, video and cassettes, tapes to watch and we was watching Bristow and Phil Taylor and all the legends playing at the late side and the biggest dream was to, of course, to be a part of 
tournament, that championship, but also like maybe someday go over there mm. and just be and be in the audience and watch the game. Some matches just and um, so that's always been a goal, and I, I never I could never dream about. My first experience of Lakeside would be that I would be there and, and, and a player in the tournament. So it was very much a, a dream come true. So it was very much like I was living my dream in darts and uh, couldn't ask for great, great to start when I won against Sam Head. And I, I was just so happy when I beat Wilson that I was thinking, like, wow, I'm allowed to play one more, more, one more game. I'm going to play my match number three because I, that, I think it, that was the only thing I was thinking about. Like, wow, I'm allowed to go up again because ev every match I won, when I won, won uh, when I beat uh, Sam and I got, was going to play against uh, James, I would think for me it was like, if you lose, you have to, it's a whole year to the next tournament and there's no guarantee you ever will qualify yourself again. So all all the, my matches was like for me a qualifying match to play late today. So when I beat Sam, I was like, all right, I qualified for the next game. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think something that struck me then, and talking to you now, you're such a positive person. Is that where does that positivity come from? I don't know. I I always been a positive person. Try to see the best of everything. And especially when BDU started this regional uh, regional tour ranking, for me it's opened up a, a small door to huge opportunity. So I was very grateful for that opportunity, and uh, so I was very positive that for that. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what to say. And I'm not so positive in my head before I play games. I'm thinking like disastrous thoughts. Like if people knew what I was going and thinking about, they were like, hmm, "How can you go up and deliver when you when you've been thinking like that?" The Lakeside journey in 2015 ended for you in the next round against Robbie Green. He played very well and beat you four yeah. nil. But what are your your memories of that game in particular? I'm just having a lot of fun. I was very pleased to play against him, and I remember we had a lot of fun. It went. It was uh, a little media. It, it was very much media about my my quote there, and I was playing Robbie because he had his nickname Darts and Kong. So it was a little bit funny, and and I remember that they also when he won, they wanted me also up for an interview, and I think I was the only player that who was knocked out. Uh, that they took up on the studio for an interview after losing a game. So hmm. I was very honoured by that. I mean, after that tournament, you, you got sponsorship from the Darts Performance Centre and they, they helped you make your own darts. How did that actually come about? Coincidence, I think. I was in the VIP section there and Paul was there. and uh, I don't know how we started to talk, but I asked him something. And... Uh, we started spoke and I said, yeah, I think he asked me about, he had some question about uh, my winnings there against James and he was very impressed. And uh, uh, I remember I told him like, yeah, my, my, we, start, uh, we were talking about dreams and I said, the big dream is to have your own signed thoughts. And he said, uh, I, we, we maybe can make that possible. And then we started talking. 
he's been a huge help for me. And he, we made three different signs of dogs. Phase one, phase two, phase three of Saimani Army Dogs. And I'm very, very proud of that. That's a legacy I, I, I leave behind me. I, I see still, still in Sweden, when I go to tournament, people actually, but in, in, in the summer, people, people bought my dots when they, they were selling my dots in a tournament. And they wanted to have a selfie with my dots. I was pleased for that. But, but also that I see people are using my dots and playing with my dots and competing with my, my dots. And it's a huge honor. And 2015 was just generally a very good year for you. You won the Swedish National Championships and you became the, the Sweden number one. What did that mean to you? It means very much for me to, to win. I had a very great year uh, off the lakeside the whole, the whole 2015. And uh, it, it was a big honour to, to win it, the Swedish National Championship. You qualified again for for Lakeside in twenty sixteen. What was it like being back after all the all the highs of the year before? Well, it was a, a little bit easier because then I knew how everything was was working, and I've been there before, so I had good experience. And uh, I played against Sam Hewson, who's a good friend of mine. We were we actually get to know each other when I won Tormelinos, and we were talking about. Uh, dreams we wanted to fulfill in darts and we talked about what a dream to play lakeside yeah what a thing if we both will be there and play lakeside and sam also played 2015 and <laughs> 2016 we were both there and we were playing each other i mean if someone would told us that back in tourmalinas i don't think sam or me would believe that after the year before and your big win over james and your personality and stuff the crowd were really on your side as well when you came out whereas the year before you were sort of an unknown, an unknown quantity. I think it's because I was very social. I mean, I spoke to everyone, and uh, I think also from my interview, like uh, I, I was, I don't know how you say it in English, you know, uh, close to earth or something. Mm -hmm. Down to I earth. Was, I, yeah, because I, I, it was like someone who, I mean. All the dark players want to play late side and everybody's dream about stand on that stage and play against the best player in the world. And there I was coming from an outsider from Sweden who's been practiced and dreaming that he was playing the Lakeside World Champion back home in my living room when I was practicing and everything became reality. So I thought many people, I opened up doors for other people. So I, I know many other people start to following that step in Sweden, like, oh, okay, how, how did you do that? Okay, you're going to go, you play the Scandic Baltic regional ranking, and they, and also we have this Scandinavian, for, for PDC as well, Baltic Scandinavian ranking, ranking. so I think, um, and, and all uh, in England as well, so I, I think it, people saw it's possible. I mean, I remember when I was playing World Trophy. I mean, Glenn Durant came to me and said, I talked, I talked very much to Glenn. He, he was a real nice person to me during the tour. And um, he, 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 came, he approached me and said, Peter, I have some friends here who are big fans of you and they would like to have a photo with you. And 
and I went out to the, to the crowd, to the audience there, and they had their own Saivani English Army <laughs> T-shirts print up. And I was like, why, why do they want to have a photo with me? I couldn't understand. It was like, I mean, Glenn was a Lakeside World Champion. <laughs> and when Paul and I was going to leave the venue, I remember that Lisa Ashton, she, she was running after me, and like, Peter, wait, hold on, wait. And her daughter also came because, and, and Lisa said, my daughter, uh, you're, you're her number one dart fan, and she would love to have a picture with you. And I was more <laughs> honored to like, have a picture with Lisa. <laughs> so it was very, I, I don't know how you say it in English, unbelievable. I was, I, I couldn't understand that. I was very honored and hmm. yeah, it, it, it went very huge for me. You went out in the, the next round to, to Mark McGinney, but, but again, were you just having fun up there and enjoying the moment? Yeah, I remember when I lost to Mark, I was I was a little bit disappointed on my performance because in the practice room I was it felt then I very very well and um, I didn't play well at all against Mark and I started to think a lot during the game like chasing the triples instead of playing the darts, but Mark also played played very very. Good. I think he went to the final that year or something. I think he was. After that, you went over to Las Vegas and you played the Las Vegas Open, and then uh, you picked up the Estonian Open twice and the Iceland Open as well. So, you know, you were still playing a lot and winning tournaments as well. Yeah, I won Iceland and uh, two time in Estonian. I won uh, with uh, played men pair there with with Darius also, and uh, also a big. Huge honor to play against Darius. He's a very, very successful dot player. He's going very well for me, him in the PDC tour. And he was dominating in Baltic. And um, so it was like when you played with him, it felt like some acceptance that time. I'm, I'm, I'm really a top player now. Uh, hmm. so. And you, you missed out on a return to, to Lakeside in 2017. Was that disappointing for you? Yeah, it was a very close chase during the ranking through me and Dennis from the first tournament to the last. So, of course, I was very disappointed, but also very pleased of if I look back at the year and, and my tournament, I, I had a great success. And uh, Dennis was uh, the winner and uh, it's been... He's been very successful, so of course it was a little bit disappointing, but but I wasn't that sad about it. I was very pleased over my performance during the, the whole picture the, the, over the years, so it was okay. And I know 2018 you played some of the PDC Nordic Baltic events. How did they compare to the, the, the events on the BDO side? When you played uh, those tournaments you knew all the players when you played the BDO there were a lot of faces you never seen before that you're going to play against so that, I think that was a different and that's the most fun part also or most exciting part when you play dot play you never play and you have no idea who he is and he starts with uh, 140 100 and then maybe 26 26 <laughs> so you don't know if he's it, how his quality is it high quality, medium quality? Yeah. So that's good experience when you're playing games like that. You have to trust your own, of course, your own uh, ability and skill. 
play. So I think that was the difference. And in the last couple of years, you've played a lot less of the, the events on the tour. Obviously, I know this year's been a bit strange, but why did you sort of ease off playing in the tour events? Because uh, it went, it, uh, first of all, I, I just when I started to give it the all-in, I just wanted to see if, if I was able to play Lakeside or get a spot in the uh, national team. And, and and then it was like the snowball, it just get bigger and bigger and more and more dark. So it was eating dark, breathing dark, talking dark all the time. And when I was off, I had to work. So it was uh, to work and, and then dots and there was no time for family. And, and I felt it went too much for me. I, I don't know how you say it in English, but like when you're walking into a wall. Hmm. And, and I... And I um, the, the interest just dropped off a little bit. I didn't have the fully heart to play. I, I, the, I didn't practice like I used to do. I, I get a little bit, not tired, but if you get too much of something. Mm. Do you understand what I... Yeah. yeah. So because I remember I was in the... I was supposed to go and play. They announced the Swedish national team for European Championship and I was in the team and, and uh, when they told me that I was in the team, I, I, I think I phoned them back just a couple of days later and, and told them that I, I don't think I should play because I feel I'm tired and I, I don't have the energy for, for, for all that time you have to put down on darts. And I know there was a lot of great other dart players was waiting in line to get get a place in the national team so I thought they deserve it more so I think that was the first decision and after that I I also told my sponsors that I, I'm not going to do the tour coming year and I'm, I'm going to have a break I think and because I also I changed um, I got a new job that was very exciting so I had new stuff coming in in my life so but you, you never know. You should never say never. Maybe I give it a go <laughs> again. That's the beauty with art. The dartboard never goes anyway. <laughs> and do you still play at all now? No, I don't play anything now. I just play uh, some uh, competition or, or weekly tournament if I when when I uh, feel feel for it. But, but uh, with all Corona and everything, there's there's no. No live darts. It's very. Uh, before you could play every single day, Monday to Sunday, weekly tournaments in Stockholm. And you could choose like some days, like where you want to play, because we have a lot of tournaments to choose between. Now, now we don't have those options, and uh, I haven't played for for a long time now. But I know you were saying to me before you're planning to to go to Torremolinos next year. Yes, in March. So I will be practicing again and go to Tomalinas and you never know. After that, maybe I just want to play dance again. <laughs> well, Peter, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I have very fond memories of your win in 2015 over James Wilson. I think it was it was a feel-good story because you were such a positive guy and it was it was proof that, you know, in darts on any day anyone can beat anyone. So it's been a pleasure talking to you.